You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Betrayal is one of the most difficult things to face in life. I admire you people that I've pastored, many of you for years. My husband's walked out, or my wife walked out. I cannot imagine the loneliness in your heart. I don't try to ever take sides, but I just watch. And you know, it's an amazing thing was you get to see it, you always know who was the guilty party. Because one stays true to God, and one walks out and blames God. It always happens that way. I've pastored some of you that for years now you've been alone. My wife and I admired you. I've pastored people that did everything right. They raised their kids right. Somehow, and a disappointment to them and to us, the child has proven to be a prodigal. They've walked away from mom and dad. Sometimes, in some cases, I'm sure it's true, and across America and people that are watching tonight that some of you are waiting for years. You're hoping that this will be the Christmas that your son calls. You're hoping this will be the Christmas that your daughter calls or your in-laws call. They have announced that they don't want to talk to you anymore. Some very close are very dear, dear, close to me. One called me this morning, early this morning. I think of how those children, a few of their kids got caught up in something, a religion, and they've walked away from their parents. And they're good, good parents, great parents. But for years now, perhaps even a decade, they've not been allowed to be at graduations of their grandkids or birthday parties. The hurt, the ache of betrayal. We're raising children in this church. You're raising children. We're told, and I, by the way, we have many public school educators here, and I admire you. The chairman of my deacons, his wife, has been in the public school for years, and she is a godsend. And her granddaughter, teacher, they're just godsend to those kids that live in an awful situation, many of them. The police are at the school. It's a regular daily occurrence. It's a sad thing. But I want you to know that kids that are brought up, brought up in Christian homes that go to public school, we're told that 85% at graduation say, I want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You might be from one of our local high schools, but our principal, who is not a weak man, strong man, very athletic, but he goes on campus and he has a Bible study there and he's a welcome guest because the students can welcome you in. And he goes there, but he said it's very intimidating walking across the courtyard of that school with all the kids out at the lunch. It's very intimidating. Not long ago, I was in the jail, and they just pointed the direction. They said, now, Pastor, go through the courtyard. I'm by myself. Go through the courtyard. I was dressed like this, and I was making visits that day. And as I went through the courtyard, man, I tell you what, it was very intimidating. They thought I was a lawyer. Hey, 
I'm not guilty. I need to talk to you. I'm here. I'm not supposed to be here. Everybody has a story. You know, to be rejected by people is very intimidating. And some of you, as I stand before you tonight, you've been rejected. We're told that kids that are raised in godly Christian homes where parents do not transfer what they believe and what the Bible says, 63% of those that leave their home do not believe that Jesus is the true God and the Messiah. You have your work cut out for you. I know that record would not be true in this church. We have now our principal, I forget the number, about 600 graduates out of our Christian school, and we determined from 43 years later that in the high 80%, still all attending God's house as grown adults and their children. What a testimony. What an amazing testimony. But the average child, 63% reject that Jesus is the Son of God. 51% re reject the fact that there was a re resurrection. We're told that in raised in Christian homes, 68% do not believe there is a Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit guides us. He convicts us. He comforts us. He teaches us. And we have young people being raised in the house of God in Christian homes, we're told nationwide, that reject these great doctrines of the faith. What's happening? We're not passing down heritage to our children. And I want to say to you parents, it had to be much easier when we were raising kids than it is for you today. We did not have the internet. We did not have cell phones at the disposal of our kids. Uh, we didn't have all that, the social media and the Twitter account was not around when our kids were being raised and the emails and all of that. We're told that kids can have ghost accounts, and I know nothing you know that about the internet. I don't know how it works. I don't know how a computer works, and you can know all that. I think you need to, and we own hundreds of them, and we need to. I'm just afraid of them. I'm afraid that if I got somewhere on a computer where something came up, I don't know if I'm a good enough Christian to say no. God's Word says put no confidence in the flesh. And we have at this church what the United States military has. It's called a zero tolerance policy. If you mess up one time on the internet, you're gone. You know, tonight, as I think about what your kids are, are being raised in the environment, I'm not saying you're wrong. It must have been somewhat easier for us than it is for you. All that is before them at all times. And they can have ghost accounts and we have witnessed people that had no idea their children even were the entire another lifestyle. And they've seen pictures of their kids. That's a totally different lifestyle. And I've preached all this country and parents have said, I've got my kids, pray, pray for my son, my daughter. They have gone to an account. We knew nothing about it. We thought we had their heart. Parents, you must be transferring truth in the home. 
And this is the truth, the Word of God. Tonight I'd say, suggest to you as we transfer truth, we have to have a family Bible time. And I'm coming to you on the eve of a new year, a new what I call decade, this decade of the 20s. And I'm asking you to gather your family together. We may were, perhaps we were wrong. We did not have family Bible time on Sunday night with our family. We did not have it on Wednesday night. We've been in church. But every night, we always had prayer. And those other nights, I would prepare in the morning in my Bible time and knew where I was going. We were studying Psalms together. We'd study Proverbs together. I would tell Bible stories. I read from the daily bread or various other things of that nature. And I always felt, my kids, when they'd hear me say this through the years, said, Dad, don't say that. But I always felt like it was boring. I never felt like I was good at it. I do know this, that my mother and dad had family Bible time, and I never enjoyed it. I never liked it. But it's an amazing thing when you leave father and mother. That's one of the greatest memories I have is playing my trumpet and my sister playing the organ and my other sister playing the piano and my mother and dad singing and we'd sing hymns together, play hymns together. And I could hear my mother pray as she'd pray. I would hear my dad pray. Precious memories, how they linger, how they ever flood my soul. Every child deserves a dad that would open up the word of God Go to the book of John and just tell, tell, read the stories of the gospel of John and, tell some, and take some prayer requests with your kids. You might ask your kids a question like this, not, are you reading your Bible? What is God doing in your heart? Tonight, David, you talk to us. Son, what is God doing these days in your heart? Elizabeth, honey, what is God doing in your heart? Could you tell us something about it? Sarah, what is God doing, honey, in your heart? What prayer request do we have tonight? We have to nurture the heart because the heart is deceitful above all things, Jeremiah 17, 6, and desperately wicked. It's cold. It's me-centered. It's self-centered. And we live in a selfie day to day. And I'd say we're not passing down the word of God and our homes, and I'm afraid of our churches. I wonder, are we passing down the things of Christ? Please hear me, and I won't be long. I'm so burdened about what I'm going to tell you. A church needs to be mission-orientated. I'm not talking about worldwide missions, though we are, that's part of our mission. Can you Honestly, tell, what is the mission of this church? If you're a Sunday school teacher, it should roll right off your tongue. There are 10 S's. They've been around for over 40 years when I wrote them. We went to Sunday school with this goal in mind this morning. One is to make sure that every student knows salvation by grace through Jesus Christ alone. Do you know what we're trying to accomplish in that class? Not only salvation, but submission to believers' baptism. And not only that, but the sanctuary, the house of God. And not only that, but stewardship. We have a 10 S's. You ought to know what we're trying to do. What are we trying to do with these buses? What are we trying to do with the people that we're bringing to the house of God? There's not a bone in me that's buying into this new contemporary stuff. You can't beat 
the great hymns of the faith, marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds my sin and my guilt, marvelous grace, amazing grace. You cannot, you cannot change. God says, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Well, they're worship songs. It's mostly about I worship you, I worship. It's about me, no, friend. I'll tell you what, the come thou fount of every blessing. It's all about him. As we sing, how great thou art, how great thou art. Oh, worship the king. How about Ferris, Lord Jesus, ruler of all nature, nature. O thou God and man, the son, thee, thee will I cherish, thee will I, great is thy faithfulness. O God, my father, you hear me. We think this new rock and roll crowd is something new. Every generation had the courage to fight it, but I don't see many of these young millennials want to fight anything. You dear preachers, and I love you, and I respect you, but I tell you what, I don't respect the way we're caving. When was the last time your church knew you took a stand on anything? When was the last time you stood? Here's the problem, here's what's happening. We are not mission-centered, we're community-centered. We're trying to get the community, the big word at City Hall is community. The big word in religious circles is community. What are you doing for the community? I tell you what, what we're doing, preach the word. That's God's word. We, we don't necessarily, have, I, I want to be a good, love thy neighbor as thyself, Matthew 22. I, will, I believe the best neighbors in your neighborhood should be you, but we're not here to attract the community. We're here to give the gospel to the community, to the city, to this area, that there is a place called heaven and there is a place called hell and people that die without Jesus Christ will spend eternity in a place of hell, fire for all eternity and those that have asked Christ to be their savior can be born again. We do so much, it's community orientated. And I'll go by the police office or the police departments this week and take them seize candy in the fire department. I'm so thankful for all those things and say thank you to them for what they do for us. But we're, I know the, the retired chief of police just retired. His last function was at our church and he's already notified us that my wife and my, my, myself and my mother were coming on Christmas night. We'll be here. I thank God for that. But I want you to know this that if we're not careful, we lose the mission of this church. The mission of this church is not food banks. The world can do that, they do a good job and do better than us. Though we've taken turkeys to so many families at Thanksgiving and food baskets at Christmas and all those wonderful things, that, 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 that's not our main call. Our main call is not washing cars and raking leaves, though that should be the neighborly thing we do. Youth, I think there's a danger. We love you so much, your parents, your grandparents, this church, the school, and I don't wanna fault what you get, but you get a homecoming, and you get basketball teams, and baseball teams, and volleyball teams, and soccer teams, and cheerleading teams, and you get camps, and youth conferences, and youth extravaganzas, and youth outings, and banquets, and all these things, and they're all wonderful, but those are not part of our mission, our purpose. Every teenager all know what it is, to, and you do. Thank God, go out knocking on doors and seeking to win people to Jesus Christ. I thank God there's an army of young people who know how to do that. 
Our mission is not just to play church. Our mission is to provide a church that preaches the word of God. Parents, pastors, I'm so burdened. We become socially minded, centered, when God says he'll use the foolishness of preaching to confound the mighty. We've replaced preaching in our churches. Very few places preach, very few places are open on Sunday, and what other churches do, that's up to them. But friend, we didn't build this building that cost us so many millions of dollars to open up on Sunday morning and then let it sit the rest of the week. Buildings on the other property are being filled this evening with another service in Spanish. Property's packed over there. I thank God for what God's doing there. I thank God that that school, that building is used as a school five days a week and everything is laced. Every subject though, there's science and, and computer science and mathematics and all, it's all founded upon the scripture, the word of God. We give these kids so much, but if we're not careful, we don't give them the Bible. Parents, your mission, your mission is the scripture in your home. Your mission is to teach our young people how to serve God every single week of their life. When they're in 11th grade or 12th grade, without every grade they're allowed to come in the choir, you make sure that they're at practice and they're at choir and you encourage them and it's not hit and miss. It's a lack of character. Sing and not practice. I want you to know tonight it's scripture and service and soul winning and stewardship and study the word of God and study academics and supplication. We're gonna have a year of fulfilling our mission to our city. The Bibles are here. We've taken shipment of the first 20,000 Bibles that God's people here are paying for. Another shipment is ready to be shipped. It's in Ohio, we said hold it. And we're to begin to knock on doors and take street by street and house by house and give people the gospel of Jesus Christ that Christ is the answer. He is the answer. I'm calling every family to have a Bible time. I'm calling every family, husbands and wives, you work together. Be on one page and one accord. Don't criticize God. Don't criticize the Bible. Don't criticize the church. Don't criticize the school. They say you're perfect, far from it. Now whatever you wanna say, I can add to your list because I know more of my faults than you know. But we're not here to magnify those. I've watched people get critical nationwide to the church, to the things of God, and you can kiss your kids goodbye. Because as this text says, they'll betray one another. I see a danger. The danger I see is we're not transferring to the next generation. Tonight, if you're a grandparent, one of the greatest treasures you can leave your children and your grandchildren is a marked Bible. Someone once said, mark your Bible and let your Bible mark you. I've preached for so many Bibles through these years and I've given so many away, I've given them to my boys, all three of them. And they have messages and they have notes. When I die, I don't want them, Brother Frenner knows his first task is to shred my prayer list. Because my prayer journal has some names on it that people that are backslidden. 
I don't want anybody to ever know that. Pastor was praying for me away from God. My prayer journal has so many different divisions tonight, but I don't want anybody ever to see that. You know, it's been a comfort to hold my mother's Bible and hold my dad's Bible. I believe, other than one picture, the only thing my wife has of her mother's is her Bible. Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure thou art mine. Mine to guide me when I rove and mine to teach me what I am. As we close out this year, 2019, and prepare for 2020, I'm begging for you. Figure out what your mission is and then fulfill your mission. In my prayer journal, I wish you'd have one. I, mine's not like my wife's. I don't, I, I've not looked at hers, but we've talked enough. I know it's different than mine. And I think you write prayers out every day as well, things if I'm not mistaken. I, I do know that one day I saw page after page and I saw it, she had it. And I said, honey, what, what are all those yellow marks? I see from over here, she goes, those are answered prayers. I don't do that, but that's a good thing. But I know why I'm here. On page one, I look at my mission. You've heard it till you're blue in the face. But in this order, my mission is Christ, for to me to live is Christ. My mission is my companion. Her name happens to be Cindy, letter C, like Christ and Cindy. And then our children, thirdly, and our grandchildren. And then this church. This church means the world to me. You've helped me so much in my Christian life. And this church has a school, and she's on that, in that area of that church, and it's related ministries. And then we have a college trying to train the next generation to go preach the gospel. And then we have a city. And I'm burdened for Santa Clara. I'm burdened the fact that there's not another church open on Sunday night. And I don't, I'm not worried about if they start getting more people than we do. I want that. I want our city to go to church. And then I'm burdened for our California. And I'm burdened for our country. And I'm burdened for my coal labors. And as I pray in my life, everything in that day needs to touch one or more of those areas. My life needs to touch this area and this area, all those 10 letter C's. And I want to make sure that my life has an impact. That's my mission. That's my purpose. I'm asking you tonight to find a purpose. Grandma and Grandpa, I cannot plead with you enough. They'll wear you out. They'll wear you out. But pick them up. Take them. Go to the park for an hour. Give mama a rest and wear yourself out and go home and take a nap. Those kids need you so desperately. They need your influence. They need Papa to swing them on the swing. And they need Nana, Papa, Grandma, Grandpa, whatever your car is, have to say, you're so, say what? But our kids aren't here, we're gonna have to move away. Neither are ours. Would you get over that? 
The Word of God says you leave father and mother, but you can send a text. Our sweet little granddaughter Ashlyn, and I'm not, they, they do the thread, the family. I don't get in the thread. No, I'm not on the thread. Don't count me out. I don't, that stuff drives me crazy. And I was texting Ashlyn. She texted me. I texted her back. She's a high school senior. I love that little girl. She's getting ready to leave her mom and dad to go to college. She's getting ready, though she doesn't even know it, that she is going to fall in love with some Ralph who's not worthy of her. And she's going to not only fall in love, but want to marry this fella. And they're going to start a home. She's been raised by good parents. She's been raised by good grandparents and aunts and uncles and relatives and good church family. I'm asking you, Let's get serious about transferring in our homes, in our church, what we are. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.